If I might interject, if you're going to Earth, you might want a guide. Do you have a bit of experience in that arena? Yeah, if you consider failure experience. I consider experience experience. Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Stories podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Olson, and this is the podcast podcast where I talk to really cool people about their life through their favorite films. And I am really, really excited for today's episode. Um, I have one of my best friends here on with me, and that's also on a welcome, Tim Chaplin. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, Thomas. Thanks for having me tonight. And uh, yeah, the, the tables have turned this time. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, Tim, this isn't your first time on the show. So you were here for episode one and interviewing me. So if anyone hasn't listened to that, feel free to go back and check that out um, where uh, he asked me all the questions. So I am super excited to like jump into this with you. And, and I'm like excited too, because I'm like, I wonder, I feel like I've got some guesses on some of the, some of them, but uh, also I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of surprises. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I try to balance it out. Like, I think more than anything, I was like, I want to be genuine, right? I want to, like, answer what I what I would answer. And yeah, it yeah, it's it was really fun to go through and be like, huh, maybe I would do this movie if I'm being honest, you know, yeah. with each question. So. Oh, cool. Um, well, with that said, anything you want to say or share before we jump into the questions no i'm yeah let's i i think we're gonna have some really good heart-to-heart deep deep conversations tonight if we don't that's okay but i think we will i think it'll be a great way to start out our weekend yeah oh i'm 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 expecting i'm sure i'm sure it'll be great so (laughs) so before we get into like the movie stuff um anyone that doesn't know any of my listeners that don't like really know who you are what would you say are some interesting or unique things about yourself so I am like a pretty vanilla, like mid thirties, uh, white guy. I am, I live in Utah. Um, one of the, one of the really big, uh, parts of my identity is, is for work. I do mental health therapy. So I'm a, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, and I'm, I'm super, super passionate about like relationships. Um, I really believe that, that, the how can I say this like the quality of our lives is so dependent on like what do our relationships look like um and like you know like money never hurts and like what you do you know if you if you do the things you love like that's that stuff is is good and and important but like if you you know if you surround yourself with people that like you trust and that treat you good and you treat them good and like you can have these fun experiences with them and you can make each other laugh like to me that is that is like happiness and um and so yeah i mean i i do a lot of stuff as a therapist but but i get i get the most excited when i'm able to work with clients on like on like you know positive relationship skills and like interpersonal skills and like how can we have good relationships with others and how can we have good relationships for ourselves? So that's something I'm, I'm all about. Um, and we'll maybe talk more about that. Um, and you know, when I'm not doing that, I, um, I'm married and my wife, Jessica is also a therapist. Um, 
And then I was actually previously married. So I have a son from my first marriage. His name is Peter. And he is named after Spider-Man because um, I love Spider-Man. <laughs> and uh, my son with uh, with Jess, his name is Lincoln, but we call him Link as a as a tribute to Zelda. So those are kind of our my uh, somewhat subtle nerd named children. Awesome, yeah, I love it, and they're both really cool kids, and, and yeah. So I think thanks for sharing that, Tim. And um, I was gonna say about the uh, I like what you said about relationships being like a and i'm just kind of taking my own words i guess from what you said like a key essential element to like our well-being and life overall life satisfaction and i think like for me that's been like i i'm a big believer in that too and i think that's that's kind of like the purpose in this podcast in a sense is like i want to be able to connect with other people about something i'm passionate about which is movies and and so yeah, anyways, it's been really fun for me to do that. And then, anyways, we've had, I feel like we've had countless conversations. You were on my old podcast a lot, of course. Um, but then off, offline, we've had countless conversations about movies um, almost on a daily now with our Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah, that, that's way, way so, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, which sometimes I feel like are mini podcast episodes in and of themselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, it's like, well, like, we'll go back and forth on Marco Polo and I'll be like, this is like really, really good stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm sure you could re- record this maybe. And just, um, but uh, yeah, and there's, there's actually been a few times where I'm like, Oh, that might be a good podcast idea. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll at least start in the Marco Polo. And we'll just go from there and see. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. But, uh, anyways. Um, okay. So let's jump into like kind of what your taste in movies are. So what would you say are like some of your favorite genres or like types of movies you tend to gravitate towards? So I am, I, I try to be unapologetic about this. Now I used to be, I used to be more like apologetic and like self-conscious about this, but I'm just like a blockbuster film guy, like franchise, you know, if it's like star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, DC, Indiana Jones, James Bond, like, if it's fun and well done for the most part and I can kind of watch it and, you know, escape into these other really dramatic, adventurous, you know, lives and experiences, I'm usually pretty happy kind of walking away from that. Um, and like I used to be a little bit self-conscious about it because I, I think especially like in college, and I don't know if this was your experience, but like a lot of my friends and peers and stuff would you know get more into like like indie movies and like the you know the more you know oscar hipsters and i, I don't i don't say i don't want to say hipster in terms of like as like a condescending thing but just like these movies that are not you know these multi-million dollar franchises and so yeah i used to be like like oh like all my I, I do like some of those movies and I'll probably bring up some of those movies today. Um, but I'd be like, am I like not smart or am I like, a, am I like superficial because like I like explosions yeah. and um, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've been able to do some, some self work and, and figure out like, like, <laughs> Hey, I, I like what I like and I'm, I'm still like a really nice person that contributes a lot to society. And, and that's kind of just how it is. Yeah. 
So you don't fall in the like Martin Scorsese camp of like <laughs> Marvel is not cinema or whatever, you know. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Marvel movies. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a Martin Scorsese movie in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, that's well. I it's funny. I relate to that a lot because definitely like I'm a huge blockbuster guy myself. And but I mean I do like an independent film and I like if some I don't know if something seems like it speaks to me it'll like be interesting to me. But I'll, I'll definitely check it out. But I definitely, I feel like especially now where my life is at with like young kids, it's like I don't have as much time to watch movies. So it's like it's usually yeah the big event movies that I'm that I will be watching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think right now in my life I'm like hey like a good movie is a good movie. But like yeah. what are the ones that like I mark on my calendar to you know and get a babysitter to go to the theater for? Yeah, it's it's kind of the franchise stuff. For sure. Yeah, same. I'm the same way right now. And um, my last guest, Lisa, she recommended a lot of great movies that I'd never seen, so I never even heard of. And it was like, and I'm writing them down as like, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. But uh, and so like I have a list of like a lot of maybe outside the box type stuff that I want to get to, and I hope at some point I will get to at least some of them. But yeah, at this point it's like it's just yeah, I've kind of. I found some acceptance too around like yeah no because I re- yeah I remember on college too feeling like yeah I like artsy films and stuff you know <laughs> yeah you're you know like um oh um yeah I'll I'm sure stuff will come up but yeah I want to say really quick because I I love the pot the episode with Lisa and I I really appreciated that she I think her last answer um on the episode was Dark City. And, that's a movie like I love that movie. I just saw it like a year ago for the first time. That's like a that movie is like a good balance of like definitely kind of like the like more kind of indie sensibilities, but but it's in this cool like I don't know if blockbuster is the right word, but kind of like this cool like sci-fi um, like skin. Anyways, so yeah. great great movie. I, I I got stoked when she, when she mentioned that. Yeah, that's one I, I've never seen, so that's definitely on, like, on my list. But All right, well, um, anything else you want to say before we jump into the questions? Um, I think, um, I yeah, I mean, I think just, I think the last thing to kind of say about that is, like, it's it's been really exciting, I think, the last, like, five to ten years, how, like, I think that we have been very like validated in like liking those kinds of movies and TV shows. And it's been really fun. Um, how like how connecting those movies can become when it's like you go to work and it's like, Hey, a new Marvel movie came out and like probably most of your coworkers have seen it or want to see it. And it's like, you know, it's, it's awesome that that can be like such a normal like discussion as much as like sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember when um, Infinity War came out, it was just like every, everyone was like talking about it. And even the first Avengers movie, I remember going to church like the Sunday after and people were talking about it. And it was like, what? this? I've like never experienced this before, where it's like the thing that I love and think is cool most of my life. Like random people that I don't even know that well at church are talking about it, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, like. I can I can like be in a therapy session with like a I don't like a 16 year old girl cheerleader, and we're you know we're talking about like No Way Home when it came out and that kind of thing and that's yeah way cool yeah that's cool 
All right, well, let's jump into it then. So our first question for this evening is, what is one of the most meaningful films to you and what about it makes it so meaningful to you? So this is, um, talking about, this is not a blockbuster. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the other side of it. <laughs> but, and I don't think this is a movie we've ever talked about before. Ooh, I, like I, I love 500 Days of Summer starring oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, um, what, What's what's Zoe additional? Thank you. Yeah, I know you. Um, I know you love this movie, but I don't know if we've gotten into it too much. So I'm excited to hear what you. Oh, so oh, I don't even know. Like, okay, how can I describe like why is this mean? So uh, I think just going back to like my passion about relationships, I love like how refreshing this movie is in terms of how it it um it really challenges like the the quote unquote like Hollywood relationship. Um, and, and I think even more so than that, like it, I think like falling in love and having like a, like a really like rewarding relationship, like is super important. And if, if you get to that point in your life, like that's, I think that's amazing. Um, but it, it helped me like realize that. Like if I'm in a relationship and it doesn't go the way I want and and if it ends, like it I can feel bad, but it doesn't have to be the end of like the world. Um and I like in in most of the romantic relationships I was in, honestly, like I was pretty much just like Joseph Gordon Levitt where like I get like really excited and like get really into it and be like very committed. And so I could like really see myself in that movie. Um but in the in the way that it ends and how like he doesn't get what he wants. And I don't know if you can say like the movie has a happy ending per se, but there's this like hope in terms of you can still lead a good life and you can, you know, like you still have stuff in your control, like to have a good life and to, to um, pursue like the things that, that you want to. Um, And, um, it taught me like, you know, Thomas, you, you were trained as a therapist. And so like, it is the best example of attachment theory. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And like all, like all the time I'll like have clients be like, Hey, I think, you know, I think sometimes it's self-serving cause I think I just want them to, to watch it cause I like it. But, <laughs> yeah. but there've been times where it's like, Hey client, like, I think you need to watch this and like, because it like maybe their situation somewhat mirrors that. And it's like, you know, let's, this is a good thing for us to talk about and see what we can get from it. Yeah. Dude, as you're talking about that, I was like, I have not seen that in a few years. I'm like trying to figure out where it's streaming right now. Cause I, want, I definitely want to watch that. <laughs> it's streaming on, on, is it on my voodoo? No, maybe oh, not, but it's it on HBO be. max. So, Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. <laughs> there you yeah. go. I think too. So this movie is like, one of the best movies I think I've seen that depicts like um, relations like breakups, but like the, just the pain that comes from a breakup. And it's yeah. something that I think like, I think, you know, songs are all, so, there's like million songs about it, but like, it's, it's one of those things I think that like, is really one of the most difficult life experiences that we go through is like a breakup. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like I, um, 
it's like I'm not a therapist. I used to be a therapist. Um, I do coaching now. And like in coaching, I that's what I see a ton is like relationship breakups and like and uh anyway, I feel like this movie validates a lot of that pain, you know, and like the struggle. But like you said, it it uh it doesn't have like the happiest ending person or at least the one that the character like Joseph Gordon Levitt's character wants. He wants but right. like it's and I guess spoilers for the movie, but um the ending though, I definitely like that ending is like, oh man, he he like he kind of meets that girl and you're like so excited for him. But like at the same time, it's like if he doesn't it doesn't work out with her, he's done like so much work on himself that it's like he's gonna be okay, you know? Which I, I appreciate. I love like I I love what you're saying about like yeah, like it it just normalizes that experience and specifically like I always really liked that movie, but but the one of the times where it like had this huge impact on me was um after after my divorce I was dating this girl just it was just like a for like a month and a half or so so not very long and I you know I I, I really liked her um and she at one point very kindly was like hey like I'm just not feeling it like I think you're a great guy but yeah I'm just you know it's just not gonna work out so I was like obviously super bummed but I like I went home and like put that movie in and started watching it and it it just felt like like kind of this like hot shower emotionally that mm. that just was yeah it just was like oh this is a thing that happens and it's okay and I, you know i still have worth yeah. as a person well yeah and it happens to everybody too like like you said um we all go through it and um yeah anyways yeah that's great i I was just thinking, like, it'd be really interesting for them, and maybe there, maybe this is out there, so if anyone knows of a movie like this, but I'm like, I wonder if there's, like, a movie like that, but from the female's perspective, because... Oh, interesting. Uh, I, I don't know, I was just thinking, I'd be curious to see that. I'm sure there's probably something comparable that I just, I'm not aware of or blanking on, but... Um, so, quick funny story about that movie. So, <laughs> when I... I came up for my mission, my like my LDS mission that I went on in end of 2009, and this movie came out I think summer of 2009. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So you've probably been home, right? When it did, when, did you see it in theaters when it came out? Yeah, yeah. Me and my brother saw it together when we were both single, and we're like, oh man, that was oh nice. Yeah. Um, oh, side. So I, I love the part when he's like playing Wii Sports with his sister, They're, like playing Wii tennis or something. Like I just yeah. love like that because that time period that was like such a thing, Wii Sports. So. Um, but I remember there's like a scene where like they kind of start making out on his bed or something. And I was like, such just like, um, I don't know, like Peter Priestity, Mormon. Like, I just, oh, like, this is too inappropriate for me. I got, I got to leave. Like my, my, my brother, Matt and my sister were watching it, like some friends at, at the house. And I was like, I started watching with them and I got up and left. And then I watched it maybe a couple months later, but anyways, it was just kind of embarrassing that's, story. That, <laughs> that movie always reminds like, me of that. So. Yeah, no, I think when most people, when they go on a, a full-time LDS mission, there is that really awkward bridge transition period of getting, like, back into, like, yeah. real life, so to speak. Right. Uh, I was okay with, like, the Joker stabbing pencils in people's faces, but uh, making it out on the bed, I was like, oh, that's too much. No, 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 not in this house, Mr. Levitt. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Anything else with that you wanted to share before we jump to the next question oh. here? Yeah, I, I think just one, this just occurred to me, like, like, I love how wise his, like, super young sister is. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's in that same scene where they're playing Wii Tennis, and he's like, 
he's like, um, oh man, and like I met this girl and she's awesome and she like knows about this and she's into this. And his sister's like, Tom, just because she likes the same weirdo stuff as you doesn't mean that she's like your soulmate. And hey, I I think that's really cool because I think I I was also like that in terms of like like if they like you know the same movies or bands or, or something like, you know, like, and realizing that there's a lot more to like true love than, than having the same, you know, favorite records or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's a really good point too. Cause don't they like, I'm, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. They like bond over the Smiths. Is that like, they bond over, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause he's listening to it and, and she hears it and she names like the song or something. And she's like floored. Yeah, that's Mark Webb, right? He directed that. Yes, he did. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I. There was another movie he did called Gifted. It had Chris Evans in it. Yep. That I saw. I saw in theaters. I've never seen it since. I remember liking it. But anyways, I'm curious what he's up to next. What he's doing yeah, now. I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, because I I saw Gifted, but I haven't I haven't seen anything else he's done. If he yeah. has done anything since then, I don't. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, all right, let's jump into the next one. So what is your family movie? And and so just like this could be a movie you watched with your family growing up or one that you watch now with like you and your spouse and kids. And it's just something that like you guys quote a lot or things can happen. And it's just a movie that everyone enjoys together. So I'll kind of do like the both ends with this one. So my, my family is a little bit different because there's a lot of kids, but there's some like big kind of bigger spaces between kids. So like there wasn't, there was some like Disney movies that we would watch, but for the most part, it's like my brother, John, who were like three and a half years apart. Like he was like the one that's like we, that we would like watch movies together. Um, I think for us, man, there like a couple would be like Batman '89 was really big. Um, obviously, like Star Wars was really big. But I think I'm gonna say Jurassic Park, um, because when it came out, I don't know, I don't remember how old I was, but my brother wanted that movie so bad, and he wanted to see it, and he like spent months like begging our parents to see it, and I, I, I mean, I was. I don't know, like, if they were like, no, you can't see it, or if they're just like, no, not yet. But they they bought it for him for his birthday on VHS, and we just, like, yeah, we just watched the crap out of it. And um, just, you know, thankfully, one of the movies from your childhood that stands up really well and is still a really yeah. great movie. I was going to say, that's, like, a good, like, a great movie to still, like, yeah, like how you just described it, it still holds up, you know, from childhood, so. Oh, yeah. So... so I think you're two years older than me because I was five when that came out. 93 it came out, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, that makes sense. So you would have been seven. But uh, I didn't see it in theaters, but I definitely, like, saw it whenever it came out on VHS. So probably, like, 96, like, a lot. Like, I just remember it being on, like, at neighbors' houses and, like, it was on – we rented it and – and like just watching it a lot, but I don't think my family ever owned it, but it's just, that's kind of my memories when it was like just always on everywhere. But, uh-huh. Oh yeah. 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 Just like such a great. And like, even to this day is probably one of my like all time favorite movies. It just, even, you know, like the effects and everything just looks amazing still. Yeah. 
So that's oh. kind of like my family of origin answer. And then my family now, um, basically this is just like, oh man, like whatever movies we agree on. So I'll watch, um, that's always like a big deal. Um, my, my son Peter's eight, and that's an interesting age because he'll be really intensely into something and then nothing else super interests him. But for a while, Dark Knight Rises was really big. And like we would, me and him would like, he would have me reenact fight scenes from that movie with him. So that was fun. Um, Batman Begins, so kind of sticking with the Nolan trilogy. Um, when, when Jess and I were first started dating that, that is like a movie we kind of bonded over and a movie, a movie, um, we both love. So that's like a big family movie that me and her will quote a lot and reference. And then I want to shout out, uh, the, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, we saw that a couple weeks ago. And actually, me and Peter saw it again tonight. And, um, <laughs> when we walked out, my wife was like, that's like a top 10 movie for me. And Peter was like, yeah, me too. And so that's we'll probably cool. have that on all the time whenever it's streaming. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm how was it the second time? Was it like, do you guys it, was, it was still awesome. I, I really loved it for sure. I need to, I need to go see it. Cause I saw, like I've told you, but I, I saw um, a test screen like a year ago for it. So it's, it was like, unfinished special effects and the music wasn't there but I, and I still enjoyed it but I'm really excited to see it just like the completed product so yeah the soundtrack is awesome yeah I I want to I want you to see it sometime so you can compare yeah. your experiences it's really funny so I was um I think I Marco pulled you guys I was seeing John Wick 4 I actually didn't end up seeing it. I was on the way to the theater and then my buddy who's lives in Seattle is in town this week he just like randomly texted me he's like hey because he wasn't we were going to get together till wednesday he's like i got a free night do you want to hang out so anyways that I'm, was that was the right decision i think yeah no yeah it was it was a good time but i'm like john mcfour and dungeons and dragons are like the, i need to get the, get the theater to see those still so yeah was awesome. um wasn't shang chi a big one for you guys too for you yes like, oh man dude uh it's so funny because i had that written down <laughs> oh nice um yeah, that one was, yeah, when, when that was streaming on, started streaming, that was on all the time. And, and, uh, we are all especially huge fans of the, the bus fight on, on, in that movie. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a great scene. You know, I'm, it's funny when you, cause my kids are all like, um, a, a little bit younger, but they, I feel like they're not quite there for like the PG 13 blockbuster movies yet you know like they're kind of not like but i'm excited for that once they are because <laughs> it's so fun when it's like hey like pick out a movie and it's like a movie that you're actually really interested in watching yeah. it's funny i was talking to jake deets when he was on the episode and he's got i think a pretty wide range of kids too and and uh i was like it sounds like you guys have cool movie nights because he was talking about like back to the future and i think that's what he was talking he's like yeah then sometimes they're like snow dogs or christmas or something like that like <laughs> i know and like you like don't want to like poo poo on like your your kids like movie taste when they're like six right so right. it's like all right let's let's do this um yeah like like the other night we didn't we didn't watch it for very long but peter was like i really want to watch ghost rider oh yeah <laughs> and we're like 
all right, let's do it, man. Let's buckle well, up. Well, it's funny because that's still like a, I don't know, like a, a PG-13 more. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know if it's super intense or not. But, yeah, like because – I mean, like, I feel like our kids, they're like, they're like the zombies movies on Disney Plus, they're like Disney Channel movies, and oh yeah, like, yeah. But uh, so you're saying I, like Ghost Rider was is still like not like a bad option? Well, I mean, actually, I don't know. Maybe zombies is just as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I when we did on the Super Movie Cast podcast when we did that a while ago, I think I put Ghost Rider as my least favorite superhero movie. Oh yeah. At least in my like top five least favorites. So Yeah. But I'm actually curious about it. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe one day I'll revisit it, but it's on our voodoo. All right. <laughs> it's there. Yes. Peter Peter very willingly spent, you know, his allowance when, when he oh. wanted to get it. So That's cool. Yeah. Good good for him. Yeah. All right. Well, what's a film? Or like, what's the movie you think you've seen the most throughout your lifetime? So the the very true but very not interesting answer is is almost certainly Star Wars: A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's just like it's always been there. I've always loved it. You can watch it so much. Um, and it's just you know objectively one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, a couple more like interesting. Uh, options. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell my, my funny family story about the matrix. So, um, when the matrix came out, my brother, he like one of his friends, like taped it for him, like on like a blank movie tape on a blank video cassette. And, you know, I mean, most kids, aren't really allowed to watch like radar movies. And especially like if you grew up in a Mormon household, like mm-hmm. movies are, are tend culturally tend to be more of a no, no, but we were allowed to watch radar movies if they were on TV or if we like taped them from TV. Yeah. Same. <laughs> um, so, so we had this tape of the, that had the matrix on it and we would watch me and my brother would watch it all the time, like maybe even like on a daily basis or every every other day for a while. And one of my sisters was like, "Isn't this a movie rated R?" And my mom was like, "Oh, it's fine. They taped it off TV <laughs> because it was on the it was on one of those blank tapes." And we we're just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's taped off TV." <laughs> we like watch it all the time when like the family was around or my parents were around and stuff. And so that that's a movie that. Um, that I, I watched the crap out of. Um, and then when I was like in seventh grade, every Friday for a while, I would kick off the weekend with watching Back to the Back to the Future. So that is also one that I've seen. And and that movie is like so rewatchable. So it yeah. it makes sense. It's a great way to start the weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, it really was. It was like so this like just, cleansing period. We just come home from school and like that was like you just get home and turn on Back to the Future. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to work on my... I think I'd, like, do homework and I'd have Back to the Future on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just the first one, or was it, like, would you switch it up with the trilogy? Um, I think we just had the first one for a while. So, it, it, yeah, just that one. Nice. What's funny about... Um, so, going back to, like, 
radar movies and like the Matrix and stuff. Wasn't I? I've never heard if this is true or not, but I feel like because Columbine happened right, that Columbine shooting happened right before the Matrix came out, they made it R because it was like trench coats and guns, and it was just like because originally it was gonna be PG thirteen, and I don't. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I've. That is a super super popular like rumor about it, and I'm like by no means like a you know I don't have any like insider information from a movie studios but what i've what i understand from looking into it is it was always rated r and it actually had already been it was in the theaters when columbine happened oh okay Um, and unfortunately um it was somewhat of an inspiration to the the kids that that did the shooting um and there's that there there's the movie there's the scene in the movie that's like that really famous like lobby shooting scene yeah um, which like, that's still one of my favorite movies, but like when I watch that scene now, I'm like really uncomfortable because it's just these two people walking into this lobby and then they just start shooting like yeah. the, all the security people and they just like murder them all. And you're like, Oh, okay. Um, yikes. <laughs> like, uh, it's, I, so I'm not like, I, I didn't see the matrix as a kid growing up. Cause yeah, I was radar and I, didn't I was allowed to watch radar movies, but like I I so I've watched the make the first one like I think three times as an adult, like kind of through probably over like a fifteen year period. So every time I re rewatch it, it was almost like a new experience. So it was it was like kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Like but then the yeah, the first one I watched I watched the whole trilogy for the first time like a year ago before the new one came out. And that part, yeah, I remember feeling like the same. Like it was just like kind of uncomfortable a bit like, oh man, like this this is interesting but um so yeah did side note did you ever see the fourth one i can't remember if you i have not like i started watching it and then never finished it so that's yeah it it worked for some people and i was just like oh man like i might i might finish it someday but as of right now i have not i have not finished it it was worth watching i thought but definitely not like i actually really like two and three Honestly, like I thought I know like sequels are like really mixed, but I I went into it kind of like expecting them to be bad just because I feel like that's all I'd heard. But I I don't know. I I enjoyed it and kind of the. uh, The mythology and all the philosophy wrapped up around it, but. No, yeah, I think I think the 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 two and three, I think there's lots of really like great stuff in them and. Yeah. I, I think they're I think the we, their weakness is like they're pretty they can be get really confusing but like besides that sure. there's lots of things in there that that work really well yeah no they're definitely like very there's head scratchers for sure like I had to pause it and what the heck's going on here but um okay so next question what movie have you cried the most in the movie I've cried the most in is the Adam project oh um that's a good pick i like that so when this came out um we were in the midst of a of a really intense custody battle for my for peter for my oldest son and so like a lot of because of that like movies were that are these like father son stories really get to me i've only seen this movie once and we watched it on a weekend that we didn't have peter so there's like this like absence right already and 
I even remember exactly, but like I was crying like so much throughout it just because of all these like you know like his his dad's gone and and then he I think does he he meets him again and is around him again but like that's such a big thing mm. and then so oh man I just it's a really really awesome fun movie but just like that just got to me so much at that specific time in my life yeah that movie I cried a lot in that movie too like. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, no, nice. that's why I was like, that's a really good, that I wouldn't have thought of that necessarily because I like, I saw it the one time, like it came out like a year ago, but there's like a scene where I think he doesn't, because Ryan Reynolds, anyone that doesn't know, like he goes back in time to like meet his younger self. And uh, there's, but there's a scene where he's at the like a bar with his mom, like older version. Mm-hmm. Or is, I don't know. I can't remember. It's like kind of the beginning. I remember that part really got to me. And then there's like, but just kind of the whole like journey of his character. Like it's like, he goes back to his younger self to like, and essentially like brings up all this stuff from his past, but then like he finds a bunch of healing through it. And then he's kind of like the, the three of them, well, he and his, he and his younger self and their dad, like they kind of have like this moment at the end where they all like, bond and it's like oh. it was very touching <laughs> yeah i thought that movie was grant i i only saw it once but i i thought that movie was like really underrated and, and yeah it just boom it just stabbed me in the heart like so many times well i think it's one of the most i saw something the other day i think it's like one of the top 10 highest streamed movies on netflix like oh okay so, so there that's that's cool yeah that's cool. but um yeah, did you ever see um did you ever see Free Guy? Yep. Yeah. That was a movie that I thought was like way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, that was an awesome movie. Same director and it's Ryan Reynolds and um yeah, anyway, they're doing Deadpool 3 together, so with Hugh Jackman, so I'm like super excited for that, but so that's like the I forget that director's name, but like that that's like his Ryan Reynolds trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Project Free Guy and Deadpool 3. He's, he's Sean Levy, I think, is his name, which he's done oh, yeah. a lot of stuff. And I've never, there's never really been anything that I'm like, I think he did like Cheaper by the Dozen with like, I don't know, um, Steve Martin, like the early 2000s. And like, yep. not, I think yeah. the um, Night at the Museum movies, like stuff that they're okay. Like, I, but another thing that's ever stayed with me, but those two movies I thought were really good. Yeah, no, I, I have not, I've not looked into them, but yeah, I thought. Adam Project was was awesome. it it was like this like really heartfelt like Back to the Future meets like Guardians of the Galaxy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, hold on. I just thought I heard a crying kid crying. Okay, never mind. I don't think I think it's I think they're still asleep, so that's good. <laughs> um yeah, and then there's the scene when he has to like Zoe Zoe Saldana is like his love interest and they like, haven't seen each other for a while then like they meet for like a couple hours and he has to leave her I remember that part was like oh really heartbreaking too like anyway yeah man, I'm like I really want to rewatch that that's the trouble with doing this podcast is I like my list of movies to watch gets like movies <laughs> I've never seen gets bigger and then the movies I want to rewatch like 
I keep, I'm like, oh, I gotta rewatch that. I gotta watch this. So. Yeah, where you're like, these are all my friends, and they're telling me all these like really awesome stories about these movies that are special to them, and like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to kind of experience that through that lens now. Right. So, um, and do you do you cry a lot in movies? He, not as much as Jeffrey Moss, uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, like I'll like I, I I will get teary eyed pretty easily at points in movies, but the Adam Project was like I was just like continuously crying like for so much of it. Like when I saw that question, like that was a pretty easy answer for me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a big crier too. I I cried in the Goofy movie this morning when I was watching it with my kids. So. <laughs> Hey, a, a father-son story, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah. Father, and, I think father and son stories definitely like hit home, and um, yeah, when he's up there singing with Powerline at the end, I was just like, they made it. <laughs> um, do I, maybe I've asked you this before, but like, have you noticed, like you like would like you would watch like you would watch movies with like you know kids in them and then like after you become a parent like those same movies or like scenes would like hit you in like these really different ways oh yeah for sure like totally i mean um it's so like when i first saw the first wonder woman movie i remember like it came out summer of 2017 i had my first daughter olivia november of that year and i and I, she was adopted, so, like, I didn't know at the time when I saw Wonder Woman that I'd be becoming a parent that year. But I remember, like, getting really emotional at a lot of moments in that movie. And, like, I didn't really know why. Like, like in the beginning when she's a little girl and, like, she's just, like, I don't know. Like, those scenes, like, really, like, I was, like, choked up. And then when she was, like, a newborn, I watched it with her. And it, like, hit me then. And I was, like, mm-hmm. crying even more. It was, like. This is so cool because because at that point there really wasn't like a ton of female led superhero movies that were like I mean at least that were like really that good and that was like the first big one and I think it was just like this moment of like like I can share this not like can I share this passion of with with her but like this is just like a really amazing story about it like like a woman that like is very empowering and like I don't know I just it felt like really cool to share that with her so that's awesome uh, and I've watched. I haven't watched the whole thing with her because she's now five, but we've watched a lot of different parts of both Wonder Woman movies and she's like really gravitated towards it a lot. So, um, but yeah. And then like Tarzan, the Disney Tarzan movie, oh, yeah. uh-huh. that movie, you know, cause it's basically like a story of adoption. Um, you know, like the, the gorillas like adopt Tarzan and, and then, but then he's trying to find out himself. And I watched that with my daughter when she was like three. And I remember I just like, I was like, sobbing throughout the whole movie like all the songs oh, especially and she just kept looking at me she's like you okay dad like <laughs> <laughs> this is just really beautiful <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's it's I, i've been i feel like i cry i get emotional movies before but it's like way worse now so yeah well and you know a lot of um artists tend to have like you know issues with parents because that's just how it goes and so there so yeah. there's lots of parent child or father son type stories in in media so yeah. it's just i think it's all of us trying to work out our own stuff definitely yeah well it's funny i feel like the first three phases of the mcu is like 
guys and their daddy issues, basically. You know, like you got Iron Man and Thor and Star Lord. Yeah, <laughs> even, oh yeah, that's after, a good point. Like even Black Panther, who it starts out like, okay, one guy has a solid relationship with his dad, but then he like learns this dark secret and he like realizes that's that wasn't bad. perfect. You know, it's it's like, um, so, but yeah. All right. Um. Let's see. What's What's the first movie you ever remember watching? So, um, first movie I ever saw. It's not super like interesting or anything. Um, first movie I ever saw in the theater was Fern Gully. Um, I don't know if I ever saw it again. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Well, it's funny you bring that movie up because I remember. I don't think I saw it in the theaters, but I definitely remember like watching it. I don't know, a decent amount when I was like, it had to have been before I was like five or even started kindergarten. But like, I've never, I remember there was like black gooey thing that like covers the forest oh, or something. That's that like right. Freaked yeah. Me out. Like literally like was just like, and there's been many times throughout the last several years where I've been like, the movie would like come up or something. I'm like I should watch that with the kids, you know, but it's never been streaming anywhere or anything. But anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, kind of a deep cut these days yeah. is that not, you saw the theaters i did yeah first first movie theater experience you know who, like, took you to see it or where what like who you're um, my my our, our parents or i don't know both of them yeah probably both of them did um i remember being like excited like i'm gonna see movie in the movie theater and i had i did i had not like heard of it or anything uh, I can't remember. Oh, I, I I can't remember to be honest. Um, but yeah, yep, Fern Goli, that's cool. the one. Nice. You know, I'm excited to like at some point if, if I continue doing this podcast, I'd like to like have my own kids on it and ask them oh. questions. And like, I know Peter was on my last podcast, but like, I'd love to have him too. And like, that's the question I'm excited to kind of ask them. Like, what's the first one you remember? Because I can remember first movie i took them to you know but so um okay cool so next question is what film has been a source of comfort during a difficult time all right i've got this is one of the ones where i was like is this movie is this what i want to say and then i was like again if i'm being like genuine with myself i gotta say it so it is uh captain america civil war for two reasons um, first reason was the week this movie came out was the, was like the week that my first wife and I were like, okay, we're going to separate and probably get a divorce. And I told, I told one of my best friends and his work was seeing this movie, um, like later on that week. And he was like, I want you to come with me. And so I went with them. And it was just, like, such, like, a fun, just, like, you know, like, the airport scene. Like, everything about that movie was just, like, oh, this is what I needed. This is awesome. Yeah. So that's the first reason. The second reason is it when it came out, like, you know, on DVD and, and Blu-ray and stuff, um, at that point I was divorced. And the idea of, like, dating again and stuff was, like, overwhelming and, like, terrifying. And you had like your Peter was like pretty young, right? That point. Yeah, Peter was um he was just like eighteen months when we separated. So he's got you know, he'll he'll never have any memories of us still being together. Yeah. 
Um, and so when it came out, so I was like feeling really overwhelmed with like dating and stuff. And am I ever going to like meet someone? Like, can I have this, can I have like the relationship that I want to or hope I do? And so I'm watching this movie and I'm like looking at all these really awesome comic book characters on screen. And I was, I realized like, you know what? Like all these characters, they're so awesome. And they're all pretty much single. Like, you know, yeah. they, they have good lives and they're empowered and they're, you know, they're compassionate and they're all very good looking. And, you know, they, they're, they're really helping out the world. And you know what? Maybe my life can be like that. You know, I can, I can have a good life. Um, I guess I watched this in 500 days of summer around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so that is how, Captain America, the Civil War has been a had been a, a big source of comfort during a difficult time for me. Nice. Well, that's good. That's a good one. I it's I can think of a few different points in my life where it's been a source of comfort as well. So Oh yeah. And sometimes literally it's because it's comfort food, you know, like it's just like I need something that like I know I, I love that's like I'm gonna, you know, just enjoy and that's yeah. like one of my favorite MCU movies. Um and and then, but yeah, I think there's a lot of great like themes in it and story arcs and moments that like I can relate to as well. So yeah, it's kind of just a movie about people being people, but they all kind of have superpowers, right? <laughs> yeah, hijinks ensue. Yeah, I think that's the thing about you know that I kind of get sometimes frustrated with is like when people will say like superhero movies are just are just like blockbusters or they're just entertainment and they certainly are i'm not saying they're not but like i think there's a lot there can be a lot of depth to it and sometimes for me I, i'm sure i like project my own stuff into it when maybe that's not even the intention of it but anyways that doesn't mean you still can't find like meaning from something that's about blockbusters and i know like james gunn at some point kind of came out and said like that he's like you know i put just as much thought into the guardians movies as as like someone else does into like they're more artistic oh yeah or so yeah oh yeah yeah i mean uh it's always funny because like people yeah it's like these like movie directors or whatever like every few months will come out and kind of say like yeah those movies are you know are not good or they're not cinema and usually when i initially hear that like my 22 year old self will (laughs) <laughs> okay like i'll like we'll project and like get into that like insecurity and then it's like now it's just like you know what i can like what i like and they can like what they like and we can live in the same world and it's gonna be okay i, I love how you said your 22 year old self because i can like so relate to that as being like just like yeah super defended offensive offended and like they don't even know what they're talking about it, but, you know yeah. <laughs> I'm going to slash Seth Rogen's tires, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's that's so funny. It's so funny because I remember in seventh grade, um, Lord of the Rings came out. I'm trying to think. Yeah, The Fellowship of the Ring came out when I was in seventh grade. And then later that year, um, Attack of the Clones came out. And there was just a lot of debate about what was better, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. And I, I like Lord of the Rings like but star wars was always my first love and and you know to this day it still is like i 
I, I'd feel like I'd be betraying it if I ever said something else was my favorite movie series. But which at times I've, I felt that way before. I'm like, really? Is, do I like the MCU more right now or what? Anyways, but um, I just remember like seventh grade, like getting in debates with people about it all the time and being like, and I'm just like, dude, they're both great. Like I just, you know, and, and yeah, I think the fellowship yeah. is probably a better movie than attack of the clones, but like, I just, that to the point in life, hey, my year old self couldn't accept it. So. I I can super respect any movie that gives that gives like twelve year old Thomas joy, you know. Yeah. And um, look, Yoda fighting Count Dooku in Attack of the Clones is still like one of my favorite like movie theater experiences. Same, yeah. And you know, again, hey. I I think it's when we're that when we were that age, like it's really hard for us to like have kind of that wisdom of like, Oh, it's okay. And you know, when we're that, when we're younger, we kind of find comfort in like categorizing and more like black and white, like this is good. This is bad. Um, But yeah, Hey, we, you know, we live, we live in a world where, where there's all this different media that we can all enjoy and like, and have different opinions on. Although I just, I want, I need to mention Seth Rogen because I'm trying to be like wise and mature and now I'm going to get like, (laughs) like complain specifically about him because he kind of said something about Marvel movies. And then he's like, I don't think I've heard this one. Oh, I I don't know. Just the, I think he, he, I, if I remember correctly, I think he was just like Marvel movies aren't for me. And like, you know, it was a pretty like, like mature opinion, but I was like, dude, like you're doing the Ninja Turtles movie and like you did invincible, like, a lot of your career is kind of based off these Kong properties, but yeah. And the green Hornet specific Marvel that he's not into. I don't know. Yeah. Did you ever see the green Hornet that he did? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that movie wasn't, I didn't think it was that great, but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I probably still, there's times where, yeah, I can maybe like still feel a little bit of the, like, defensiveness but it's funny though because i notice a lot with my kids like they'll be like debating about stuff and seeing that kind of same pattern of like and i i try to step in and be like it's okay for you guys to like both things you know you don't have to just pick one and and like they don't seem to like get it yet and this conversation i'm like they'll get there you know like they're still young i guess and probably yeah. some adult coming in their dad coming in and being like so well, they're just gonna be like, "What do you know, Dad?" Like <laughs> one thing that Peter and I, yeah, I think it's totally the age and just like, but like, he'll be like, you know, he, like he loves, he loves certain characters like Moon Knight, and he'll be like, "I really love Moon Knight, but I don't really like Batman." And I'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> that hurts when you say that. Can, you know, can you just say you don't like Batman as much as Moon Knight? Yeah, I guess I can say that because <laughs> like Batman, you know, like. I don't think you hate Batman. Like Batman is cool. Like it's yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's yeah. Kids that's just you guys like, have that conversation though, you know? Yeah. that Yeah. That's true. I'm really curious. Cause like my son crew, he's three and he's like, he loves Spider-Man right now. Like, but he watches Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney plus, which is like preschool age, you know, age appropriate Spider-Man. And, uh, I tried to turn on, um, the 90s Spider-Man for him, like a couple weeks ago. And he just was not having it. He's like, no, this is and like freaked out. And I'm like, dude, like, 
I was like, we'll just watch it for a couple minutes. And I'm like, I was like, I love this show when I was a kid. I was probably a little bit older than him, but like, he, it's just funny now because he likes the thing he likes. And even, and then I remember even like, I used to show him and Olivia like parts of some of like the Tom Holland, Spider-Man, just like a, like a couple scenes here and there or whatever. And like, he's still like right now, he just is like, no, this is not the Spidey I like. <laughs> so <laughs> Tom Holland is not my Spider-Man. It's yeah. whoever voices Spidey's right. amazing friends. But it's just funny because he's just like, anyways, I'm sure he'll grow out of that. But and I'm and I, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. This is age appropriate. He doesn't need to grow up too fast. Like, let him watch this. I have to remind myself sometimes because I, I think sometimes I'm like wanting like you were like I was saying earlier, like I want my kids to watch like the good stuff, but like they they they'll grow up into it. They'll be there. So I have to like remind myself to yeah, let be kids. But yeah, I, I mean, we we get so excited about it and yeah. I, I mean, like, your dad, right? Like, he he had, like, stuff that he was probably really excited for you to, like, get into when you were a kid. Yeah. Experience. Yeah, definitely. It's funny, because um, Olivia, though, was she, I think that's my, her experience, she would, like, anything I would show her, she would just, like, be into you. Like, I remember you were visiting Arizona a couple years ago, and we were watching the 90s Spider-Man show with her. Oh, that. that's right. I think we were like eating dinner. We like turned it on and she like watched like an episode or two. Or was like, anyway, so. <laughs> but. Um. All right. Well, let's go into the next question. So, what movie has made you laugh the most? Um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Definitely. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and yeah, you're you are very much involved, and in, in, so. Um. The first time I heard of heard about that movie was like somewhere in Salt Lake was like showing it as like a like a community like hey let's all you know like do this like picnic and watch this movie at night or something and I saw the poster and like I I, I knew nothing about it and I was like is this some kind of weird like indie drama nature documentary movie or something like yeah nah, I don't need that and then and then um. I don't know, maybe like six or seven months later, like I just kept on hearing about it, and I I learned that like it's it was like one of your favorite movies, and one of my other best friends, like he was like, dude, that movie rules, and so um it was it was pretty soon after Jess and I got married, and we're like let's let's try this out, and like I just couldn't even handle it, like it was just so funny, and, and it's I'm not a big comedy guy because I think most comedies they they lose their value really quick after you watch them like once mm-hmm. um but this movie is like just like the gift that keeps on giving and like i'll you know one time we were visiting my in-laws in texas and like i showed them and it was like i don't even know if we finished it but it was like a hit like they're all just like laughing so much and yeah um and it's just yeah that's that that is my favorite comedy Thanks to you and, and some other honorable people in my life. Yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's one that I've recommended a lot over the years, like, or I've just been like it. The uh, and I, I remember I only saw it because Taika Waititi had. Um, I think it came out in 2016, so he had like they just signed him to 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 do Thor, and I remember like no idea who this guy was, couldn't even like pronounce his name at the time because. It was like some indie director from New Zealand, and then it was like, oh, there's this movie coming out, 
and it like happened to be playing in Arizona at like one theater mm. and seeing it one time. It was like a 10 o'clock showing to like just kind of really random. And anyway, and I, uh, I served my mission in Australia. And so there's like a lot of people from New Zealand in Australia. And just, so there was so many, like from like the moment it started, there's just so many, like, even just some of the slang they use in the movie is like, I, I knew from my, from like my mission, oh. it was like, and I remember thinking, like, I thought it was hilarious, but I was like, oh, I wonder how to play for other people that maybe. But, like, I've, I don't think I've ever met anyone that's watched it that doesn't like it. Like, you know, so it's. Oh, yeah. I I, I didn't know. Like, I love, like, that you have that personal, like, kind of connection uh, and experiences to uh, that that movie. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Um, it reminds me another comedy I really love and that's pretty well loved is N- N- Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And like I, I think it's almost this like similar thing where um that movie was huge and I grew up in Massachusetts and I saw it and like me and all my friends loved it and everyone quoted that movie. But then after living in like Utah and being aware of like Idaho, like that movie gets even better when you kind of understand a lot of kind of like yeah. the, the cultural aspects of, of, of the Utah Idaho area. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can enjoy both of them without that, but it's like, it definitely adds to it for sure. Yeah, so. it, it sweetens it for sure. Have you, have you seen any of Taiko's Watiti's like, like, uh, um, what's the vampire one called? What, what we, we do in the shadows or boy or any of those? I have not. Um, I've, I mean, I, I want to see what we do in the shadows. I have a, you know, Jeffrey loves, loves it and i have another really good friend that that was recommending for me to watch the movie and then the tv show yeah i i've they're both really good yeah i think boy is more of like a drama than it is well i mean it still has comedy in it too but um anyways and then jojo rabbit of course that's another oh I'll, yeah jojo rabbit's amazing that one that one totally took me by surprise though talk about like crying in a movie like i I was not expecting that movie to be as sad and dramatic as it, as it gets. Like yep. I was expecting just like a straight up comedy. And I that's, was like, that's oh, kind of how yeah. they marketed it was just, yeah. Oh, this is really kind of irreverent comedy. And then you're like, Oh wow. Right. That happened. Like pretty heavy. Yeah. So, and I just got to say too, and hope for the will of people like that. The funeral scene is probably like one of my all time favorite movie scenes ever. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so hilarious. <laughs> But you, you go from this like you do you go from like a pretty like dark and traumatic moment into this like scene though that but at the same time it's like I don't like it yes there's the laughs in it but I also feel like it's like a it's like a very real scene if that makes sense uh-huh. like and in the culture there like I feel like it seems very like normal for I don't know if normal but like it that could happen I guess right yeah and just like I love like how like because Taika Waititi's the the pastor or whatever conducting the service and just like he's like talking about soda and like junk food and stuff as like a metaphor yeah yeah and then we're just like yeah they were like what's behind the door and they're like Jesus and he's like no not or no no he's like vegetables he's like no not not vegetables <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah Jesus is tricky like that like the way <laughs> oh man <laughs> Uh, uh, gosh, I gotta watch that too. Like, <laughs> it's been a while. So, 
All right. Uh, let's go to the next question. I'm really, I'm really curious what this, what your answer is going to be for this. But uh, so, what's a movie that's been difficult for you to watch or get through? And what was it about that movie that made it challenging for you? Okay, I got two movies for this. Um, first one is Life Is Beautiful, and uh, I think this is a really, really amazing movie, and I, I, I love it. Um, I walk, I saw it once in like 2008 or 2009. And then I saw me and me and my wife watched it um, just like a couple months ago. This is another movie that that like you watch it before you have kids and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, like that's sad. And then like you watch it as a parent and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is literally my worst nightmare. Um, Yeah. And that's the movie about the guy that is in the concentration camp that like he's trying to essentially like entertain his son the whole time. They're like, yeah. really de- despairing situation yes yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one and a- another aspect too of like why it's was challenging to watch is because like i logically like understand the holocaust was one of the one of the most horrific things that ever happened but one thing that happens for me is you know we use nazis so much as bad guys in movies and, and media and so, like, you know, I watch Indiana Jones a lot, and I watch, you know, the first Captain America movie a lot, and, like, I watch Hellboy a lot, where, you know, Nazis are these very, like, more, like, kind of cartoonish, mustache-trolling bad guys. And so I think sometimes, like, that takes, that kind of takes away, not that it's, like, bad but to do that. And so, like, like watching this was, like, oh, yes, like, like, I logically knew that this was so horrible and now I'm like, I'm feeling it that it was one of the most horrible things of all time. Um, because sometimes, you know, Nazi characters can be kind of cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, so that's the first one. The second one is eternal sunshine of the, of the spotless mind, which, Oh, interesting. I, I think this is a, very well done movie. Um, and I think it's my brother's, maybe his favorite movie of all time. Um, fun fact, it's James Gunn's favorite movie of all time, I oh. believe. Um, and I think the concept is really awesome. And, um, I watched it. This is again, I watched it like in 2008, I think. And it was like, that movie is so good. And then I sh- was showing it to my wife and we both do like couples counseling. Um, and this movie is a lot of this, like this really dysfunctional relationship and these people that are like, they meet and there's this honeymoon period and then they, they get kind of bitter and they start like, just like saying like really mean things to each other. And so after a while I was like, Oh, this is like too real. Like this is like too much like our professional life. So, that's a movie that um, I think is is great, but is I think I put it in the category of like this is just like not for me, or at least like at this point in my life. Yeah, yeah, I I've never seen it honestly, but I've like always heard great things about it, and so I'm like I'm super curious now to watch it. Yeah, it's like such a cool concept, and it's really well done, and especially yeah. you know it's like a especially for like an indie low budget movie, but um, yeah, it's, it's Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like, man, I, these are all the things I try really hard not to do in my relationships. Mm-hmm. And it like, it hurts to kind of hear. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, yeah, definitely gonna put it on my, on my list. I, I remember when I was working as a therapist too, there was a lot of stuff that like, I, yeah, sometimes it's just like when you are dealing with those real life things every day that you see it in like a movie or TV show it can be like harder to watch, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I can't think of any examples right now, but I definitely know there's a lot of stuff around that time that I had to like, it's like, yeah, I don't think I'm like, like want to watch this right now like there was so. a i never watched this but i think i remember you talking about was it like marriage story or something like that oh yeah with um by adam driver and scarlett adam, johansson yeah and that was like when things in my my own marriage were not good either so it's like it was just a double oh yeah i mean but like it's a great movie, though. Like, I mean, it's one that, like, I feel like the performances are, like, like amazing and, like, it's just very well done. But, yeah, like, and I, I think I even put in, like, at that that year, like, one of my favorite movies of the, like, top ten of the year. But not because I'm, like, just because I thought it was really a well done movie. And it, it was, it, but, like, I don't think I would probably watch it again at this point. Or at least mm-hmm. it, probably not for a while. But it's definitely one that, like. I guess if you want to know what it's like to get divorced and you can watch it because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's rough. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've not seen it. And, and that's definitely a movie where it's like, Ooh, I don't know if that's going to add very much to my life. Cause right. That's, I, I've had the experience. I work with that stuff a lot. You know, it's. It's interesting though. Cause I, I've noticed for me lately that sometimes though, like, um, like it, when it's, I feel like it's different when it's like you're going through a really hard experience for me. Like if I go through a really hard experience and there's a something in a movie that like captures that, it feels very validating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I yeah, feel really like, and I, and I might like have be emotional, like an in interstellar, like when he has to leave his daughter, like that scene, uh-huh. watching it when I was, and I think I talked about it in the episode I did, but when he has to leave his daughter, I was, that was like me leaving my kids when I first was separated and getting divorced from my wife and like that it felt like it just captured those feelings and, but like, it was a very cathartic thing. Um, where sometimes though, like other stuff is like, yeah, it's just, it's just like maybe too difficult to, or I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're right for sure. Like, I mean, that's, that's why 500 days of summer worked so much for me is that it was that like cathartic validating experience. So right. yeah, no, yeah. it's it's interesting. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm I'm I I've seen Life Is Beautiful as well. I haven't seen it in a long time, but definitely it was like a really powerful movie. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think I was like a teenager when I watched it, but it, it's awesome. Um, when you first said it, I was thinking of a Beautiful Mind at first, like the Russell Crowe one. Which is another good movie. I haven't seen it for a long time, but anyways. That's uh, my like I think most favorite movie in beautiful or better. That's Shasha. right. Okay, that's probably why I was thinking it because I feel like I've heard her say that before. Oh yeah. Because so. yeah, I want to have Jess on sometime, and I can't remember if that was the movie because we were we were just up there in Utah recently, and I was talking to her about it, and she's like, "If you watch this movie, I, I, I can't remember if it was that or Shawshank Redemption." Oh man. Which I've well, seen both. 
but I need to rewatch them. <laughs> I know you know this, but like if you have my wife on, on your your podcast, she's gonna rock your world. Um, well, I'm excited to <laughs> just how you know she's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Let's go to the next question. So we've got three more. So what's the most inspiring film you've ever seen? Um, for me, uh, have you seen Lars and the Real Girl? I have not seen it, but I've heard, I know you've mentioned it before. Okay. So yeah, awesome, not, right? not going into too much details. Um, it's a lot about a, a guy working through trauma in his own way, in a way that, you know, would feel kind of weird to a lot of people. And then the community, like accepting that and like playing along with him to help him through the trauma. And just there's this. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the main the main um, plot is is um, oh, dang. What's what's the actor's name in it? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Thank you. So Ryan Gosling is this really socially awkward guy that kind of isolates a lot. <clears throat> and he buys a sex doll and he starts taking the sex doll um around with them and treats it like it's his girlfriend. He, and he talks to it and he introduces it to people as his girlfriend and like expects kind of people to play along. And at first people are, are very, very like taken aback and, and freaked out about it. And there's this really beautiful scene where it's this really small town, right? And there a few of like the town leaders are at this church having a meeting and they're like, what do we do about this? Like, like, you know, this is, you know, it's inappropriate. Like, it's it's not okay. Like, what should we do? And the 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 priest, who's like the town religious leader, is there. And he says, well, I think we have to ask ourselves the question that we always do. And the question is, what would Jesus do? And from that point on, that's when the community really starts to like go in and and uh and like help him through, you know, help him process the trauma, which uh That's interesting, yeah. That movie. So like instead of them being like, Hey dude, like this is not a real thing, this is not okay, or this is weird, or this is like I don't know, so many different approaches, I guess, they kind of just like go with it with them like kind of yeah so i mean i'm, I'm kind of i mean I, I don't know i guess like i can't really ruin like plot points per se because it's not like there's like any like real twists but um they they everyone in the town literally treats her like a a live person and so there is there is one scene where he um lars is really upset and he's yelling at at his girlfriend the the sex doll and one of the one of the townspeople is like is this this like middle aged woman who's probably like pretty conservative and she's like Lars you cannot talk to her like that that is not okay um and just oh man just like just or like they they um like the people in the town start taking turns like oh yeah it's it's Thursday so every Thursday you know I take I take her to bingo and so like they'll like take her to bingo like sit her in a chair and like give her a bingo, a bingo card and you know and it, it's it's awesome because like because like 
for all he knows, like, they could just take her and, like, we're just going to leave her in the car and say we did, but, like, they really, like, do this stuff. So, ah. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. That's interesting. So what do, you, what do you feel like is most inspiring for you about that movie? Like, is it like how the town treats? Yeah, you? it's 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 how the how the town is willing to meet him where he's at and like be compassionate. And like, I am willing, like, even though this freaked me out at first, I am willing to like meet you at that point and like play this through you because. I believe this will help you and I love you and you're important to me. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely something that I think, yeah, probably is like we need a lot more of that kind of like approach and coming together. So, yeah, yep. Um, well, cool. Um, all right, what's your favorite movie quote? All right, so I'm just gonna throw a few at you. Um, first one is from Dune. And it is, uh, I forget, the older Atreides. Um, Oscar Isaac is talking to um, Paul Atreides, who is, is a father-son. He says, a great man doesn't seek to lead. He's called to it, and he answers. And if your answer is no, you'll still be the only thing I ever needed you to be, my son. I love, I love Yeah, that's a good one. And I love just that. talking to, And I just love that in terms of... of um, I think a lot of us, you know, going back to relationships, a lot of us can have kind of expectations of, I hope my children are, are like this. I hope my children do this with their lives. Uh, I hope my children, you know, follow in my same religious beliefs. Um, and it, it can be really beautiful for us to kind of let those expectations go. And like, like, I love my kids, you know, like, however you know as long as they they end up as like pretty nice people like i love them and i just want them to be my kids yeah do you know what's interesting about that it, like you just said that and i was like that was like really powerful for me because i i think i have a newborn right now she's three months old and like she can't she can't talk she doesn't have opinions for herself really yet you know like she's just a baby and she depends on you know her parents to survive and like but you know she hasn't she doesn't really go to like a certain church yet or have a political view affiliation yet or like she doesn't have this friend in her life yet it's just she's just so pure and it's like i love her because of who just her you know like yeah i, I don't know how i have them describing this right but like the it's like this really just unfiltered love like that we as like, as parents we have for like a newborn but then as like our kids grow they start to become opinionated and they start to talk back or whatever the thing is or they change yeah like they have different beliefs or views than 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 we as parents and like and but to have that like kind of just core love that you get when they're like a baby like that's i don't know it's just interesting and not that it's i, I know that like there is things that happen and things can change but that doesn't mean that like that's not what we should strive for i guess if that makes sense but yeah yeah i mean i i think you know we we need to remind ourselves that like the relationship should be their priority and not not um what we think a person should become mm -hmm. our expectation is yeah oh that's good yeah so i've got that one um Second one is from the the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, 
and it is Chris Pine's character. And he says, we must never stop failing because the minute we do, we've failed. And um, that goes right into my, my last quote, which is the same same kind of thematic idea. It is Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War. Um, Thanos is talking to Loki, and Loki kind of offers his services and says, I have some experience, you know, I can be of service to you. And Thanos says, well, if you consider failure experience. And Loki says, do you want to say it? I experience, I, uh, shoot. <laughs> I, I consider experience experience. Yes, I right? consider yeah. experience experience. Yes. And this was really important to me because this was like three weeks before me and Jess got married. And I was so excited. And I was like, I have been married and I've been divorced. And what if I mess it up? And what if I fail? And seeing and that just being like, hey, like, don't discount your experiences. And like, don't discount all the growing you've done, all the things you've learned and and how, you know, we we need to fail in order to in order to be victorious. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I you know, if I had a life theme, it would be essentially that theme of like. I, it's like something that I have to like constantly remind myself or like be kind of like, but like some of my favorite movie quotes are basically that, like even the dark night, you know, Batman begins, like, why do we, why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves back up? Or like yeah. the last Jedi, you know, the greatest teacher failure is like these types of things yeah. are stuff that like, I mean, I just, I have to constantly be reminded of because it's like, I, I I had this like crippling fear of failure as a kid, like growing up. Um, I wouldn't do things if I thought I was going to fail at it a lot of times, like literally like I was so terrified to put myself in. And then like to be in my 30s and like, yeah, gone through divorce and like having to rebuild my life, essentially, like it's been it's been hard. But yeah, I mean, that's like been it's been like comforting, but also important to like help challenge continue to challenge me i guess if that makes sense to push yeah. me so yeah and i i forgot about the dungeons and dragons one but like i do remember that kind of being an element of that movie is like that importance of failure so and you know yeah. what the mario movie that just came out even kind of touches on that too so hey, you know uh, i we're putting a lot of really really great stuff in movies these days i think our our kids will you know, if they're raised by media, maybe they'll be in okay hands. Yeah, it was funny. So Andy's son Beckham, he's seven, so he's almost Peter's age. He's like almost eight. Yeah. He, we saw the Mario movie last week, and that was the thing that he he like he said something like that afterwards. He was like, I really liked it because you know Mario, he like he failed, but he kept trying. You know, he had to keep trying. And which when you think about it, that's really what Mario games are all about too. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't really put that together until just this moment, but I'm like, yeah, you just keep screwing up, and then like you wow. eventually get to the castle and save Prince, you know, like or beat, beat Bowser. But, anyways, yeah, I think it's like such a key thing to always be reminded of, and so yeah, yep. those are good ones. Yep, you got it. All right. Uh, okay. Last question. So, if you had to give one film out as a gift to every new person you meet for the rest of your life, what would that movie be? So this is just like 
I'm just going to say Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I always go back and forth between like, what do I love, you know, more Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, maybe Star Wars more, but like I, Lord of the Rings is just to me, such a special like cinematic experience and especially what they did. And I don't know. I just want people to have it in their house. Like I just <laughs> the household needs this. <laughs> yeah. I want to go into someone's house and see the box set of the trilogy, you know, on their living room table or something. Um, and there's, you know, um, I think I think Jake Dietz referenced this a lot. There's so much good like inspirational stuff in there, but um, I think it's just you know, it it is a commitment to watch. But I think there's a lot of people that love those movies. There's a lot of people that have watched them and did not like them, and that's that's totally fair. I think there's a lot of people that just have not experienced them before, and if they did, maybe they, you know, their eyes would be kind of opened a little bit to the cinematic majesty and magic of of those movies. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer. I mean, I think you mentioned like, oh, it's a it's a lot to watch, but I mean, we watch TV shows that. Or yeah, uh, right. we stuff all the time. So, <laughs> I mean, what is it like, twelve hours or something maybe for just even the the Lord of the Rings trilogy? I, or I guess maybe only like nine hours if you don't. I think it'd be that. like maybe close to twelve if it's extended. Right. But you, you bring up a good point. Or like people, you know, how how often do people watch like three hour long sport games? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can you can watch Lord of the Rings. I mean, yeah, it's worth it. it yeah, no. this thing. Get it done. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Well, Tim, that was a lot of fun. Is there anything else that you wanted to like add or share before we finish up? Or um, I just, hey, man, this was super fun. Thank you for having me on. I love you. You're one of my favorite people in the world. And keep being one of my favorite people in the world. Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, dude, same. I mean, same. I, I love chatting with you. And I this was a lot of fun. So, um, and I, at some point when I've like got through more guests, I want to do like a part two where I bring people back. So nice. I'll definitely, definitely have you on again for sure. So <laughs> I will look forward to that. Um, well, awesome. Well, thanks Tim. This was like, I said, yeah, it was so much fun. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. And, uh, if you'd like to be on a guest on the show, please reach out to me. I'd love to, uh, um, I'm always open to new people coming on the show. So hope everyone has a great rest of the day and I'll talk with you later. You know, sometimes in life, it seems like there's no way out. Like a sheep trapped in a maze designed by wolves. And you know that if you're ever in that situation, there are always two doors to choose from. And through the first door, Oh, it's easy to get through that door and on the other side, waiting for you are all the nummiest treats you can imagine. Fanta, Doritos, LMP, Burger Rings, Coke Zero. But you know what? There's also another door. Not the Burger Ring door, not the Fanta door. Another door that's harder to get through. Guess what's on the other side? Anyone want to take a guess? Vegetables? No, I'm not vegetable. No. Jesus? You would think Jesus. I thought Jesus the first time I, I, I come across that door. It's not Jesus. It's another door.
And guess what's on the other side of that door? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. It's tricky like that, Jesus. So let us pray to Jesus, please, to make it a bit easier to get through those doors and to find you and your bounty of delicious confectionery. Thank you, Selena. Take it away.